Welcome back to the Literary Lounge. I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And today we are talking about Glint, the second <laughs> Wow. I, I really had to think about that for a second. <laughs> We're talking about the second book in the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy, Glint. <laughs> okay. I don't blame you because like all like the names are so similar. Well, they all start with a G and they all have to do with gold, yeah. which is like on brand with the series, but... Oh my god! I was trying so hard. I was like, "Glit, glit, glit, glit" in my head. Yeah. Um. Anyway, second book. So, um, on theme with today's episode, we are drinking the Gilded Margarita. Minus tequila, pages does not. <laughs> it's like a lemon raspberry margarita. Yeah. And it's the rim has like a golden sugar. Yep. You can see. YouTube. And then we use like the the drink like the edible glitter mm-hmm. to like make it like gold and shimmery yeah yeah it's pretty it's a very premium experience we're having today on this podcast we'll so. have a picture of it on social media but it you can't really see like the gold in it but it's very shimmery in person yeah it's really cute very cute drink um yeah so we'll put the recipe up on our instagram if you're curious so today's question of the week is if your house was on fire Aside from family members and pets, so David and the, the pups got out safely, what's like the one thing that you would rescue from your house? Considering that I'm going to the Eros tour this weekend. <laughs> God. Two nights in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'd have to grab my tickets. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you or do my have, Eros tour outfit. Well, you do have front row. So that's yeah. like cha-ching in itself. Yeah, that's probably the most expensive thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Combined. Well, that'll be David's ticket. I'll grab mine. Yeah, just yours. Just one. You can only grab one thing. One ticket. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I I had to think long and hard about this question because there isn't really anything like that I can think of that like couldn't be replaced. Like assuming I have like my wedding ring on my hand, like that's the one thing that has like sentimental value to it. So I'd say like the next thing would be like my wedding dress Mm -hmm. because everything else like can be replaced. Like you can get a new TV, even my Kindle that would hurt a little bit, but I could get a new Kindle. Like, but my wedding dress, like can't necessarily replace that because I could, you know, I could get the same dress, but it wasn't the one that I wore. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that I think would probably be the hardest thing to part with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but like, I just feel like that's not something you're going to get back. No, I think that's right? a good one. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fingers crossed that never happens to either of us. But yeah, seriously. Especially not before the Eros tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can grab something You'd else. You'd be upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, well, should we get into this book? Let's do it. All right, so kind of the story kind of just like leaves off where Glint or fuck Guild. Here we go. Yeah. Where Guild ended, which yeah. I really liked that. Like, they didn't do any recaps that were, like, annoying, like, mm-hmm. geez, I already read this. Like, I don't need to read it again. Like, yeah. some authors, there was 
who oh yeah the knock them out series things <laughs> oh, yeah. never got over they did yeah. that drove me nuts but like it picks up right where guild leaves off and so Orin is traveling with the fourth kingdom's army if we remember she got kidnapped well not kidnapped she got like bought back by the fourth kingdom's mm-hmm. army from the pirates um and she's just like traveling with them they're kind of headed towards the fifth kingdom which is where king midas is yeah he like took over the fifth kingdom since if you guys remember like king falk was murdered mm-hmm. um by king midas's I don't know, guards or whatever. Like, it was in his castle, but... Yeah. Yeah, so he's taking over there, and then the Fourth Kingdom is, like, going to basically, like, confront them. Yep. Yeah, so Orin is, like, kind of, like, shocked, like, with the time that she's spending with the Fourth Kingdom because, Mm -hmm. like, she thought she was going to be, like, a prisoner there. And it's, like, kind of turning out that she's not, like, she's kind of still, like, has free reign to, like, the camp. Like, they don't, like, lock her up or anything. Like, she's kind of, like, able to just, like, go wherever she wants. And, which is really surprising to her. But one thing that was weird is, like, so she's able to go wherever she wants. But, like, the other people that they captured from the Sixth Kingdom, like, they're kind of, like imprisoned yeah like all the saddles are stuck in one tent yeah but they're not like treated poorly like no. they're safe they're not getting like raped they're they're probably just bored more than anything honestly. yeah exactly yeah so yeah so Oren's like a little surprised by this um one thing that is like funny kind of and like yeah. a little weird is that she has to share a tent with commander rip yeah so he's like the commander of the fourth army yeah um and he, they do this, like, so he can keep an eye on her. Do you, like, think that's, like, the real reason why they're sharing a tent? Ooh, well, yeah, that's, like, what he tells her, that he yeah. can, like, keep an eye on her. Um, I think that it is to keep an eye on her. And as we learn, she has, like, more abilities than what we were initially led to believe, like, in the first book. Mm-hmm. And I think that he knows about it. I mean, obviously, like, she kind of exposed, like, herself a little bit at the end of the first book, like, with the ribbons. Mm-hmm. Like, when she caught herself, like, falling. And so I think he's, like, he's not worried about her, like, like sneaking off or, like, I don't know, being devious. I think he actually, like, thinks that she's pretty powerful. And so he's just kind of, like, I maybe not, like, keep an eye on you, like, your trouble, but just, like, I want to figure you out. yeah. He doesn't know about the gold yet, though. Right. Yeah. But so. he knows, I mean, he can sense that she's, like, fae or or has, like, a lot more power than what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you summed it up perfectly. Yeah. Um. You can tell, like, he definitely has, like, interest in her. Like, I was getting, like, real... Uh-oh, did I do something? Um, can you hear me? No. Yeah, so I was, like, getting, like, romance vibes kind of from him. Like, mm-hmm. he just seems, like, kind of into her. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, She doesn't ever, like, acknowledge this, but she has more freedom here than she does, like, in the Sixth Kingdom. Yeah, well, she kind of, I think she, like, during the book, she kind of, like, realizes that, though. She does, but she's never straight up like, oh, I can wander this camp all I want. And no, then, like, but no, but she like, 
kind of like comes to terms with like she doesn't want to end up back in the cage like yeah throughout the book you right. know so like i think that's like her way of like saying like yeah dang, like this freedom is pretty nice yeah yep for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah like you said she's like leery of everybody but then she kind of learns that there's really like no reason to be because everybody's really friendly to her like yeah the mender just wants to help her like she had I don't know, bruised ribs, um, some cuts, scrapes, or whatever. He's just trying to help her. The cook, I'm blanking on his name, Blue. but like, who's the female friend? Oh, yeah, who's the cook? Uh, so there's like an R, I think. Maybe. I remember. Oh, whatever. Cook but yeah, like he's like building a friendship with her and is like serving her food and joking around with her. And then like Lou's like the female warrior. Mm-hmm. who's like kind of messing with her too and is like showing her that like women are just as capable as men like in this army and stuff and so she's slowly realizing like these, this isn't like what I thought yeah and that's like a huge realization for her too because like in her kingdom in the sixth like mm-hmm. women are used either as like servants or as saddles like they're right. not like they don't have like any power within the armies within the guards like nothing yeah. like all the men hold the power. So she's like kind of taken aback by like women are like soldiers here and they are like part of the guys pretty much. Like they want to be like, they can be what they want. Yeah. They're like treated the same. Yeah. Um, they even like teach her to fight. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. They're like, they know that she's, I mean, Rip knows that she's Faye. Maybe the others do too, but um, they teach her to like use her ribbons like in battle. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. And like Rip showed up, and he was like, "No, you're not leaving here until you fight me." And I was I like, know. "Yes, <laughs> that's hot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got like so mad. She like just full out like unleashed her ribbon power on him. <laughs> yeah, love it. We yeah. love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too, she's like doing in this campsite is she keeps going to visit like the sixth king's saddles. She brings oh. them like soap and like a bathtub and like keeps trying to like check in on them. And they're just like, they're literally like fuck off. Like they just like I do not them. like her. <laughs> and I'm like, I get that this is like a character moment where it shows like how kind and loving she is, like despite how people treat her, but it's like, read the room you know like I don't know I just I just wish that she wouldn't like do so much for them or at least like try to I mean the bathtub thing was nice like they need a bath like I'm sure that that was like a good solid gesture but like they don't really want anything to do with her so it's like just kind of like cut your losses you know what I mean I mean like the sad thing is though is like she like didn't do anything directly right. wrong to them like yeah she, all she wants is like friends and she's like never really had that friendship with people yeah so like it's just sad how like awful they treat her yeah and, like, they she like suck yeah they, I mean it's, it's not like anything that she did it's just like they're just so mean like I don't know I just wish she would she didn't you know mm-hmm. try so hard yeah yeah exactly um So, like, as, like, Oren is staying with his camp and, like, spending more time with Rip and his, like, wrath group. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. A little foursome. Yeah. It's, like, the um the inner circle from, like, 
the Akatar. Yeah. So cute. Um, but she's kind of like struggling, like where her true feelings lie. Like she is so stupidly like loyal to King Midas. Yeah. Even though she's like real, like this is the part that like made me the most mad at mm-hmm. this book is like she knows what he's doing wrong. And she still is so loyal to him. Like, she doesn't want to accept the fact that, like, literally everything is right in front of her, that he's awful to her. Yeah. And, like, why would you want to go? Like, you have so much freedom here. Like, why would you want to go back to that cage? Yeah. I think she's just gone through so much in her life. And she's, like, skeptical at this moment that she's, like, doesn't know what or how to. She doesn't even, like, trust herself, like, her feelings. And so she's just, like. I'm getting, like, a brief glimpse of kindness from these people, but, like, King Midas is, like, all I've ever known. So, like, you really see, like, the struggle that she goes back and forth in her head, like, where do my true feelings lie, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but, like, this whole time, too, like, in the beginning of the book, she's, like, sneaking around camp to find... Um, the, like, messenger it, hawks? Yeah, the hawks. And she finally finds them and she sends a message to King Midas saying that like they have her captured and that they're heading to the fifth kingdom and is like giving him a warning. Mm -hmm. And so like she snuck out of there. She almost got caught and she like snuck back in the tent. And this happened like like, so fast. And like Rip already knew that she like did that. Yeah. And he like tells her. Yeah. Um. And, like, no one was, like, really mad at her for that. Like, do you, why do you, like, why do you think that? Like, why do you think no one was, like, mad at Lauren for, like, sending that message behind their back? Yeah, like, two reasons. So, one, like, we learn later in the book that it was, like, intercepted. Like, Mm -hmm. the message never went out. So, like, that's part of it where they're, like, there's no reason to worry about that happening. Yeah. But the question that I have, like, in my head is, like, it's still, like, the principle of the thing. Like, she still, like, went behind their backs and, like, tried. And so, like, yeah. it's pretty incredible that, like, nobody's mad at her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they understand, like, how she still feels ties to King Midas, even though maybe they weren't there to witness, like, all their history together and everything. But I think they understand, like, how loyalty works. Yeah, and they know, they kind of have, they kind of know that, like, that's, like, all she knows of yeah. life. Um, but also like going back to, to like how they intercept the message. He Mm -hmm. also mentions that like King Ra already, like Midas already knows. Yeah. Like King Ra already sent him a message. So like, even if it did go through, it wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like he already knew about it. Um, but yeah, like I agree with that. Um, I think they just kind of like realize like, yeah, she has this loyalty to him. She's going to do it anyway, you know? So I think they they know that she has good intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, again, she's just loyal. Yeah. Um, but then, like, even crazier, like, Rip kisses her. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, freak out. I was like, yeah, so cute. Yeah. I know. I was, like, rooting for them since they're getting the fuck when she got, like, taken. <laughs> okay. You dick. You know what I realized after our first episode where you were, like, make predictions or whatever with the second book? And I was like, oh, she's going to get with, like, the King of Rot or whatever. And you're like, what do you think of Rip? <laughs> and I was reading it and I was like. I don't was- remember asking you that. Yeah, you did. Oh. I mean, it's not bad, but I was just like, you're dropping hints. I don't remember asking you that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but I feel like that's like not really giving it away because that's literally how the book ends no. is Rip getting like taking her. <laughs> no, you're not. But I, I was just thinking about you in that episode. And oh. you're like, just wait. Yeah. Like, Oops. <laughs> no, it was fine. I'm just Hope I didn't give it away for everyone. No, no. But I like I put two and two together. But yeah. um, yeah. Why do you like? Why do you think he kissed her? Because he loves her. Uh. <laughs> I think, like, he wants her to see so badly that, like, like the reality of everything. Like, yeah. your life is so much better here. Like, I think, like, that was, like, his final, like, at, in that moment, I think that was, like, his final, like, chance to try to get her to see, like, don't go back to him. Yeah. Um, Like, there's more out there for you. Yeah, which is me, you know, like as red, like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's why. What about you? Well, I like that answer. You, what you just said that's yeah. like so insightful. Yeah, I, I think like back to, I guess what I said about the loyalty thing. I think like he saw that like her sneaking around was like a, an act of loyalty and he understood and he was just kind of like, I still like you and like everything you stand for. Yeah. So. He's so cute to her. Like, I literally oh love it. gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, I love these two characters. Like, she, she is such a kind person. And, like, he literally, like, you can tell, like, right from the beginning, he only wants the best for her. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's so, like, worried that he's, like, using her for to, like, find information. And, mm-hmm. it's, like, he literally hasn't, like, done anything like that. Like, he yeah. literally just wants to, like, build you up. Like, that's it. Yeah. He just wants her to, like, realize her full potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so... Like, she has to choose between the two. Like, they show up to Fifth Kingdom, and Rip's literally like, do you want to stay with us? Like, I can make that happen. Like, just say the words, and, like, Mm -hmm. we'll protect you. But you can go back to, like, King Midas. It gives her the choice. And ultimately, she picks King Midas. Like, were you surprised by that? No. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't either. Like, again, like, this, like, really pissed me off throughout the book. I love the book, but like just the fact that she is so freaking loyal to him. And it's like, you're literally like, you're like, you're coming to the realization. Like you're literally saying these words, like he's not good for you. Yeah. You're still going back. Like I get like, she had a rough childhood. He saved her. And like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it was really annoying. Cause like, she obviously knows like she's going to have it better with the fourth. Yeah. But yeah, she's still that really pissed me off when she chose Midas. I, I know, was really bad same. at that. I was like, are you I'm dumb? Like, he is so but hot for you. <laughs> I know, but it's like again, from like a story standpoint too, I was kind of like, Oh, it she's to gonna happen. pick Midas because like we have to have a conflict here. Like this is building towards something. I feel like they could have switched it with a conflict if she would have chose Rip though. Like a whole fucking war would have broke out. You know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I get that though. Right. It's, I mean, near the end, my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, like she's going to go back in there and something's going to happen, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happens. Like he literally, King Midas starts to like shove her back in a fucking cage and it's yep. like teeny. It's like in a room that has no windows, literally mm-hmm. like a big closet. Yeah. And then he like tries to make better. He's like, I'm going to have this expanded for you. Like it's going to be just like it was in the sixth kingdom. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be perfect. And then she's like, fuck no. Like, yeah. I'm not going back in there. But thank God she, like, stood up for herself. I know. I God. was like, at least, like, we 
we've seen her like grow into something much stronger than like what she was before. Like the last time you saw her. Yeah. Um, so like after he like he like tries to put her in this cage, she like puts up the fight. She like rips the door off of the cage when he tries to like shove her. Like he like physically tried to shove her in there. She was refusing yeah. to go in. And he added, this is the fucking, like, this is, like, when I got, like, the worst vibes from Midas is, like, he had a fucking decoy. Yeah. In the cage. Like, a, just a girl was, like, painted gold. It was, like, I know, that just make, makes him seem sick. so sick. Like, yeah. it's not enough, like, that he had somebody painted gold, like, riding with him to Fifth Kingdom. Like, that's one thing to, like, have a disguise, but then to, like, make this random lady, like, actually yeah. act as her. It's and, like, like he's sit sick in, in the head. Cage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, he only cares about himself and, like, his image. Um, But, so, like, when Oren, like, breaks the cage, she, like, is, like, full out, like, beast mode right now. Yeah. And she accidentally turns the decoy girl gold, solid gold, so she, like, dies. So it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Midas, like, locks Oren in the bedroom. Um, actually, I think it was, like, the room. It wasn't just the bedroom. It was the room that the cage was in, which was, like, kind of, like, a closet area, like, a windowless room. Because he, like, closed those doors on her. Yeah. Because then when King Rock came up, um, he, like, saw the cage when he opened the door. So she was, like, in that room. Okay. But he, like, put guards out for her. And, yeah. like, she was, like, trying to, like get the keys from them she was like begging to get let out and she accidentally turns the um door gold yeah and she did that in front of the guards yeah so they're like obviously Midas doesn't like want that to be known yeah (laughs) that she has power Mm -hmm. um yeah and so then like when she's locked away, then, like, King Midas and, like, King Ravenger, King, the King of Rod or whatever, like, yeah. meet in the throne room and they're kind of having, like, a, I don't know, like, a face-off, like, talking and, like, King Ravenger is, like, his army is, like, at the ready and, like, King Midas knows that they could, like, take over very easily just with, like, the strength of their, all their soldiers there and so... King Ravenger is like, if you give me this like one piece of land, which we don't know why he wants it, but he like mm-hmm. says a very specific part of like the fifth kingdom. He's like, if you give me this strip of land, like we won't attack. And they agree to that. And then also like King Midas allows like the kingdom of Rot to like take shelter in the fifth kingdom for like time being. Cause I think like there's another kingdom, like the third kingdom or something coming for like a, you yep. I don't know if it's like a party or like a festival or something or something. Yeah. So they're going to hang out there or whatever. And so that all goes down. And then basically like the book ends how like King Ravenger goes up to like find Oren and he like goes into that little room or whatever that she's staying in. And she like tosses a jacket at him and she's like, give this back to Rip or whatever. And he sees that it's like lined with gold and it's like, something like clicks in his head where you're he's like you like can turn things gold basically Mm -hmm. and he like reveals himself to be rip like he like mutates back into his like rip form yeah and he's basically like she's like oh my god whatever and he's like yeah but you can call me like slade Uh, yeah and it ends i loved it (laughs) (laughs) that was like such a big twist like i had like some suspicions 
that like rip was rot. And then I remember you we were talking about this before. Like you said, like those suspicions ended when she like was talking to rip or whatever. And then like a little bit later, she saw King rot. Mm-hmm. like walking towards the fifth and like rotting the land or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, they're two separate people, but. Right. And then too, I like, was confused how like when it switches to like King Midas's point of view, when he meets like King Ravenger and then he has like his wrath with him mm-hmm. and Midas like describes Rip. He's like, oh, that the guy with the spikes is like the commander. Yeah. The, it throws you the off. The notorious commander. So I'm like, oh, he's seeing Rip or whatever. Yep. Um, so I was like, there's no way that they're the same person. Because, like, I thought about that when they were, like, in the tent together. I was like, I wonder if Rip is really, like, the king. Yeah. I didn't think that he would necessarily, like, mutate. I just thought, like, maybe she doesn't just... know what he looks like. Exactly. And so it could be him. Yeah, right. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Um. I know. That was, like, a interesting scene, too, like, when in Midas' point of view. Yeah. With Rip and Rot being in, like, the same room. Um. Yeah, like that. It was so crazy. Yeah, I love that. It's wild. She, this author, like knows how to end a book on a bang. Like, yeah, where you're just like, oh, I need to know what happens. That's why I'm so nervous when we get caught up with like the fourth book, Glow, and then we have to wait till December to read Gold. I'm like very stressed about when I get to that point. Same. Yeah, me too. I know. I'm like gonna just start reading the fourth one. So. Yeah. I'm going to have a long wait. <laughs> hmm But, yeah, she's really good at cliffhangers. Yeah. Seems to be, like, a thing. hmm So, we didn't really talk about Queen Melina, but... I hate that bitch. Yeah. But this book, like, actually goes under her perspective. Like, throughout the book, there's a few chapters on her. How she's, like, slowly trying to take back her kingdom. She's even, like, changing her outfits so she's no longer wearing gold. She's ordering everybody else to wear white or anything else but gold. Mm -hmm. She goes into town and, like, tries to win over the people of her kingdom, like, by giving them random food and toys and whatever. And they're just kind of, like, pissed at her. Mm -hmm. Like, why now? Um, But, like, King Midas even gets, like, word of it that she's, like, trying to, like, win people over and take back what was once hers and so do you like what are your thoughts on that do you think she's going to be successful like you obviously don't like her I mean how could anybody like her she sucks but like but like do you have any like thoughts on like her behavior or predictions I mean I guess Um, I read the third yeah so it's hard for me to answer that so I'm not going to okay what about you like um well like I said, I don't like her because um, she's just so mean to Oren. Yeah. Well, and, she's mean to everyone. Yeah. And then I totally get like why the people like in the village are mad at her because it's like she's done nothing for them. Even though it's been like her family's kingdom her whole life, she's never done anything. And she's just like kind of an asshole to everybody anyways. Yeah. When we first started getting her perspective, I like felt a little bad for her because like she pretty much got her entire like family history just like wiped out from under her yeah because of Midas so Mm -hmm. like in the beginning I was like rooting for her when she like started like taking it back yeah Mm -hmm. and then she's just such such a bitch I know I was kind of like oh did we mistake her in the first book like maybe she's just kind of being an asshole to Oren because she's got to like freaking share her husband with her like 
that -hmm. can't be easy. But then, yeah, when she just started showing her true colors, I was like, yeah, no, not really rooting for her. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, it was just like that one time I was like, felt bad for her. I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be like a good like thing for her. She can like get her kingdom back. And yeah, but yeah. I think she's going to become a problem. That's my prediction. Like, she's just going to become another thorn in King Midas's side. Like, things are starting to kind of crumble on him a little bit. Yeah. So, that's, that's all I can really say, is I feel like she could kind of create her own army. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess we, we continue to learn more about, like, Oren's past, too. So, did anything, like, in this book that we've learned like kind of make you see why she's so like loyal to King Midas in this book. Yes. So like, I mean, she, she like grew up in poverty. She, I guess I can't really remember. Like I, I like know her story, but I just don't know if it was like talked about in the second or the third. Um, but we obviously know she had like a rough childhood Mm -hmm. and he kind of like swooped in and like saved her from all that. Yeah. So she just has, she like puts him on such a high pedestal for that. And then she's like, obviously worried that if she like drops him, like she could go back to that life or like she could just have it worse than she like does already. She doesn't know anything else. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so like a little bit. Yeah. But I still hate Midas. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like the one thing that happens in this book that stands out to me is like how, They were, like, taking camp somewhere, and she went to go, like, take a bath or whatever early in the morning while he was still sleeping, and she was young, and then, like, that family attacked her and, like, cut her hair off Mm because it was, like, gold, like, worth something, and she was so frightened. Like, she literally could have been killed there, like, on her own, and so I think that was kind of showing, like, how, like, she only ever had it rough before him, and so she doesn't, I mean... Aside from being really, really little with, like, her parents, like, all she really knows is, like, him saving her. Exactly. And so she just hasn't learned that she doesn't need him. Yeah. And, like, that's a good point to bring up because, like, that scene, like, just shows her, like, small glimpse into, like, the outside world, like, that people can be cruel and yeah. hurt her. So, like, yeah, she's, like, finding that, like, safe haven with Midas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just such a dick because he takes, like, this poor wounded... I mean, she's, like, a a wounded dog. Like, you yeah. know, just, like, so loyal and, like, blindly, like, in love with him that it's, like, he just takes full advantage of it. It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you've you've read ahead, but, like, after... I guess in this moment, before you started the third one, like, after learning about, like, Rip equals King Ravenger, like... Do you think that she should, did you think in the moment that she should trust him like moving forward or were you like skeptical of him? No, I think that she should trust him just because like he's never given her a reason not to except hiding that he's rip or rot. But, (laughs) but, uh, no, like he, that's like the biggest secret he could tell. Mm -hmm. Like that, obviously it's a secret because he had like that, we don't know what he is yet, but, like, for now, we'll just call him, like, the fake Commander Rip. Yeah. When he was, like, talking with Midas. So, like, obviously, no one knows that he, like, that they're the same person. 
So, like, he literally, like, exposed, like, his biggest secret that could be used against him to her. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, before that, he never gave her, like, a reason to not trust him. Yeah. Like, literally all he's done is, like, good for her. Right. So, yeah, I think she should trust him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a pretty big secret to keep, but she's got plenty of her own secrets, right? So yeah, it's exactly. Like, she was so know. mad at him for that, too. Like... It's just like you have like you have your gold secret. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just he just found out about it. But yeah, you have secrets, too. Yeah, I just I don't think that like him having hidden that changes like who he is. Exactly. It's a facade. Like, yeah, he changed the way he looks. But like he still I still believe that like who he showed her. Yeah. Like his personality and like his true nature was like what he really is Mm -hmm. i don't think he faked any of that so yeah i agree yeah i think he's a good person that Mm -hmm. we know of so far he's a good faith yeah he's a good guy (laughs) (laughs) um do you have any predictions for gleam in the rest of the series let's start with gleam first okay gleam so we're left off where they're like having a face-off where they're like oh my god you're king ravenger I think moving forward in the next book, like, she is going to slowly, like, uh, transition over to, like, back into the fourth kingdom. Like, I think she's obviously realizing, like, how horrible, like, King Midas is to her. And I think she's going to, like, switch sides. And I think he's going to, obviously, he's into her. So, like, he's going to, like, help her, like, kind of get out of that situation and then as far as, like, the kingdoms go, like, I think they're all going to have this, like, party or ball or whatever. And, like, shit's going to hit the fan where, like, I think it's going to be, like, a huge thing. Like, I don't know what's going to go down. If it's going to be, like, a fight or she's going to make a big spectacle. But, like, something's going to happen, like, at that party, I think. And I think that's going to be really fun. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I like when they have, like, the, um, like, like in Akatar was like winter solstice and stuff. There's always like something that like happened in those. Yeah. So, like during like the big celebrations. Yeah. That was the same thing with like folk of the air too. Like yeah. There was always something that happened like during like the meetings and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's for Gleam, like that's going to happen. And for like the series as a whole, I would predict that like she's going to switch sides. Like she's going to be in love with like King Ravenger. And she's going to reach her, like, full potential and just, like, kick ass. That's what I yeah. think. I agree with that for, like, the rest of the series. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just, like, what it's building up to. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Yeah. What would you rate this book? I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I just loved it. I don't know. No, and I'm, like, obsessed series. and I'm, like, I mean, I'm having so much fun podcasting with you today, but I'm, like, I need to get home and, like, read yeah. Gleam. Yeah. And you're like, I need to read gold, like glow, right? Oh, glow. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> here we go again. Drink every time we get the book name wrong. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely yeah. starting it tonight. I say that literally every time we hang out. Yeah. <laughs> which has been a lot lately. And yeah. I like keep telling you I'm going to read it and it, I still haven't started it, which is so shocking for me. Yeah. Well, last night you guys came over for a fish fry and I was like, oh, I might read all, all of 
like gleam or whatever and then we could talk about that one too and then yeah no I fell asleep like right away (laughs) this is the wine (laughs) yeah 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 I'd say it's the five I literally love this series so far so it's so good Mm -hmm. yeah have you read anything else like recently besides I just finished Shoe Dog by Phil Knight so he's a creator of Nike oh so it's his memoir about how he starts big company Nike right like we all know about Nike I always just like assumed that it was like this big corporation that outsources child labor and like has their shoes made in big factories he doesn't really get into that too much so I'm I still kind of like play devil's advocate a little bit about the factories and stuff but I will say I was very surprised how he basically starts from like the ground up with the shoe company like in the 70s he was literally selling shoes out of the back of his car like he just had it started with like such just an idea and he like built it from the ground up yeah and so like that was very interesting and there was just like so many like obstacles he had to overcome like he didn't even like um have a salary from it for like the first several years of like starting this business because he just so badly wanted to keep it afloat that he was like paying the people that were working for him and like putting money back into the business that he like wasn't even making any money Mm -hmm. so I guess I was, there was just a lot of things that I learned about him that surprised me. Um, There's still things that, again, I play devil's advocate for like some of the stuff where he always is like talking about how some people screwed him, but then I'm like, I wonder what their side of the story would be, right? There's always two sides to every story, but it was very interesting. Like, I think I would give it like, I don't know, three and a half. I, I think like I would recommend it to people that like if you like memoirs and you're and you like the company Nike and just like there was a lot of history too that he brought in about like Steve Prefontaine was like a, a famous like runner um and he died like when he was 24 but he was like promoting Nike and so he talks about like Steve Prefontaine and like his relationship with him and then like the death of him and stuff and like so there's like also a lot of like history in it too that's kind of interesting yeah um so anyway if like that's something that interests you like i do recommend it so okay yeah anyway nice what about you oh i'm powering through this play to yeah. series so mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't picked up anything else but yeah you'll hear my thoughts on that in the next few episodes a couple episodes so yeah yeah all right well That is a wrap for this episode and thank you for joining us. If you liked this episode, please give us a rating over on whatever podcast app you're listening on. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Leave us comments on YouTube and chat with us. If you are liking the series, let us know. Um, If you liked this episode, please let us know. Um, Check out our Instagram, TikTok. We'll post our drink recipes on there and everything and yeah um next week we are doing a book talk episode on our favorite romantic books so again if you i'm sure if you're listening to this episode you probably love fantasy just like us Mm -hmm. so um yeah come check that out next week next wednesday we upload every wednesday so yeah that's pretty much it thanks for joining us today yeah thanks guys all right bye bye